Hey everybody, welcome back to Suck My Dick, Kill Myself. I'm here with my usual co-hosts, Owen Oh, Owen and <laughs> Matt's view. <laughs> I'll take it out. Uh, uh, ten seconds. And I am also I am also with uh, a returning guest, I think Yay. our only guest. Yay! <laughs> Connolly! Yeah. He's I'm here. In here. He's and this ready. time it's not even Marvel. Yeah. yeah. I just the like Qui-Gon. Connolly is an avid fan of, of character Qui-Gon Jinn, uh, only appearing in this movie, and definitely not any uh, below-mediocre television series. Oh, let's go. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh... That did not take uh, long. And then, uh, so we decided to have him on this episode. He really, he uh, really likes this one. He likes the episode one. It's about guess what? It's about the Phantom Menace. That's what we're about, doing today. It's named after uh, Darth Maul, purportedly. Yeah, purportedly. About what he's is, a phantom and a sure menace. What is the Phantom Menace? It's it is Darth Maul's creepy ass. Yeah, or actually, real, I think it's Emperor Palpatine. Palpatine? Actually, That's yeah. what I thought it was. Yeah, I thought I thought it was Ray Park wandering around in them Sith jeans. He's a cloak. He's a cloak. Who's He's to say cloak. he does not have jeans under there? I think he has like this. The the. <laughs> I mean, he's got Jedi Sith sweatpants. He's got pantaloons. Yeah, he's got a. He's got. He's what got are those the, called? He's are got those, the Sith. Are those dungarees? The Sith Adidas tracksuit underneath all the all the robes. Are those dungarees? The layers and layers and layers of robes, like the pirate pants that hang super low. What are they called? I don't, bro. You got what? The <laughs> balloons. The balloons. Galleons. Yeah, dude. They're called dungaree underoo Matsby shoes. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's me. I guess they're Google. just called pirate pants, but he's got like they've got the big old legs in there. Yeah, yeah. Buccaneer yeah, trousers, breeches, perhaps breeches, 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 perhaps breeches. Darth Maul in the episode Darth of breeches. Darth Maul and the ectoplasmic breeches is this one. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a good movie. He's yeah, clearly wearing the uh, solid, costume that has like the shoe cover from when you were seven years old. <laughs> <laughs> it's a flawed, uh, it's a flawed masterpiece. Okay, so before we get <laughs> super deep, because we we did this like twenty minutes in last time, I think that we should put the put the scores out there immediately. Just to, right. just to, yeah, yeah, just because, right. like I said, I'm, I'm like being influenced by you losers. That's so. fair. God, it is really pathetic and sad that you are so worried about your <laughs> infinitely plastic and malleable brain that you don't even want to, oh, like, yeah. You called me score. malleable, and last time I said you looked like you were made out of rocks, and then Owen yep. said you looked like you're you're constructed. So Yeah, he's a scorn ball. And, and yeah. all of us were right. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah, correct. Okay, so <laughs> let's, have the, let's have the guest score it yeah. first. Let's see. What, uh, let's see what he says. Strong six. Strong Not six. Feeling. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> what, what, what about what about young Kellen McMatsbu over there? Very light seven. Okay. Very light seven. Very really nice. near. Seven? Really near. Really close to a six, but it just peaks. It just barely. All right. What What about Oe? <laughs> Here um, he comes. Give me that four. 
in the co- yeah in the context of what I gave the last one and the two before and then the one that's coming up next, I'll give it a five. Okay, that's fair. I would give it a seven. I would personally give that shit maybe like uh i don't know i mean like i gave return of the jedi a seven i guess with that in mind i would give this a six that that makes more you think sense it's better or you okay i'm saying i'm saying Wait, that yeah hold on return of the jedi <laughs> is better than <laughs> yeah no, remember yeah, i think that's misunderstanding that much yeah. is clear okay yeah i think that's obvious so yeah so let's let's start off with the, the most iconic of scenes when <laughs> they get into the they follow bitch C3PO, silver bitch C3PO. Oh yeah, TC TC14. TC14 into yeah. the into the famous playable character into, in Lego Star Wars. And we are introduced <laughs> to the legendary infallible and completely race neutral Newt Gunray. <laughs> Master of realities. Uh, that's just so what a, it is it's just unbrutally real, bro. brutally racist accent on that <laughs> just, yeah. We talked about this in one of the original Star Wars episodes, how he, he's like voiced by the same guy who plays Kiati Mundi. Yeah. Is that true? I, I, I forgot about yeah. that. And that actor also is one of the cruiser pilots. For for Qui Gon and Obi Wan's like red ship mm. that lands. Oh, on like the, at the very very beginning. At the very very beginning, yeah. He's the he's the weird. Guy. Yeah. Did they not have a budget to get like multiple guys? I don't they just know. Had this one bro. guy. I mean, like it, honestly, named characters. <laughs> it works because like so many of these different characters look so wildly different. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it doesn't work. It's just bizarre. You yeah, know? I guess. Yeah. Okay. Why isn't George Lucas in the Newt Gunray suit? That you know. These trade federation taxation <laughs> ones aren't going to work. I don't think so. <laughs> there's not a, there's not enough there's not enough children to be trafficked on these routes. Is that <laughs> legal? <laughs> it's just God. It's so it's like repulsive how racist it is. It's like yeah, it's it's, crazy. it's it's weird how distant of a time 1999 <laughs> is from the, yeah. the world we're living in now because I just feel like. I mean, you wouldn't make that as like I don't know. Like they must have just accepted that at face value when people saw that in theaters. Yeah, and just been like, oh, okay. And then now we're watching. We're just like this. Like we we literally all watched it together. We could not stop making fun of it. While we were <laughs> it's watching just it. so bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and yeah. it's so infamous now that like they changed the voice in Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, they're just like yeah. normal voices now with like a little bit of Oh, that. really? I haven't I think watched so. that in a while. From what I remember, they're like at least toned down. They're not like, I'm not going to do the voice. Yeah, because it's, <laughs> like, it's, so, it's so racist. It's such a racist Asian stereotype portrayal that it like crosses into like, like beyond Asian. It's like so. Well, yeah, it's, it's so, like parody. Like that's not what they sound like. Yeah, it's yeah. so comically. <laughs> it horrific. sounds like South Park. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like it's it literally not does, good, yeah. bro. And so I think I. My only question is if they did it with the intent of maliciousness, and I feel like the answer can't. Be I mean, hundred percent. I think it was. No. I definitely don't think they were in the writers' room being like. This motherfucker is gonna be Asian, and it's gonna be <laughs> harmful. <laughs> I, th- I th- they definitely like did it. And they were like, this sounds funny without thinking that, like, you know. Yeah. And it's not even the most racist thing in this movie, which is the crazy part. I, 
I don't know, bro. If you're talking about Watto, I think that the Watto versus New Gunray stereotype would be a tough call. They're That's both the, real bad. They're both I real mean, bad. Watto is, I feel like, much more blatant. Because the, the New Gunray stuff, it's like, I don't know. The New Gunray stuff, it's at, at the very least, like, they just sound like that, and then their looks kind of imply it. And then with Watto, it's like, he looks like it, and also his job, and also his voice, and also his mannerisms, and everything. And also he owns slaves. And he also he owns slaves. It's like the whole... Yeah. Can I can I do the is the Watto voice acceptable? Is that funny? Yeah, I think I think yeah. that's just, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Owen is Jewish, so we're all allowed to, you know. Yeah, we got we got the J card, ladies and gentlemen. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. J card. I feel like if you stereotypical Jewish, it would be like a really, really, really bad like Woody Allen impression. <laughs> like imagine Watto, who's just like a wasp with like. Well, he is ordering a nine-year-old hair. around. I guess he yeah. is kind of. Yeah, and then he just has like the big, big frame glass. He's like, oh, Andy. <laughs> 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 oh <my God. laughs> so. I feel like the offset, like combined, oh they're like a, it's like the it's like the racist voice and then like the racist everything else, you know. So like combined, it would be like the worst racist awful thing of all time. Yeah, but separate, they're like that's like that's do- dodgy at least. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's this tweet I really like uh, that says, and this is related to this movie, but not to this. Uh, not to these characters. It says Jar Jar Binks is the most astounding character ever created to even apply a race when calling him a racist makes you racist. It's like racism. It's like racism quicksand. George Lucas was a very specific kind of genius. That's oh true. It is, it is really quite insane. Cause like, it's just, I don't know. We had this discussion before where it's like, you remember how we were talking about the Tegruden planet in Tales of the Jedi when they go and get uh, Ahsoka. And yeah. they have accents. And we talked about how, like, eventually... Well, you did, yeah. Eventually you reach a point in creation of a world where, like, things have to have accents. And in the many hundreds of different alien types, they're gonna have accents that sound like, you know, like, like real, like, demographics of people. But yeah. I mean to take it as far <laughs> yeah, as they did with with Newt Gun. What 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 race is Newt Gunray besides blatantly Asian stereotypical? Uh, I used to know. He is he is a Nemoidian. Uh, he is a Nemoidian. Yeah, that's it. yeah. That, yep. and so so we got Watto, who is a Toydarian, and then we got Newt Gunray, who is a Nemoidian. With his accomplice Rune Hako, which is again just wow. Get this slime out of my sight. Yes. <laughs> God. What does it say? What he's something? Get this something slime out of my sight. This stunted Crazy. slime, bro. He said this stunted, stunted slime. Yeah, Jesus. Stunted. Fucking five minutes in, and Emperor Palpatine is spitting some crazy Shout shit out fucking at a Ian, racist character. Ian McDermott, by the way, for just constantly being a shining light in the in the Star Wars saga, just oh never never ending beacon. I mean, of hope. he even he even kills it in Rise of Skywalker, which is yeah, fucking really crazy. Does. Yeah. 
I'll say I've said it a billion times and I'll say it again. In Rise of Skywalker, when he shoots the crazy, stupid lightning that he shouldn't have into the sky on Exegol, and it makes the noise that is so based. It is so <laughs> yeah. sick. Shit's crazy. I mean, yeah, the sound design. In the theater, I was like, wow, that like, almost tricked me into paying attention. <laughs> yeah, everything that is not, like, story-related in the sequels is fantastic. Like, the visuals, the sound, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's... It seems like Star Wars has always been good at that. Which Wait, is nice. whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm reading what? the Wikipedia for Newt Gunray, uh-huh. and apparently, it has been much discussed that the the origin of the name Newt Gunray is being connected by many people throughout the years as a critical political statement of Ronald Reagan and Newt Gingrich. Because okay. Reagan is phonetically identical to Gunray, and Newt is. Oh, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah, dude, he is a genius. That's yeah, crazy. crazy. I didn't even think of that. Oh, and Newt Gingrich was Speaker of the House when the movie was produced. So Newt Gunray is supposed to be Reagan, and then we're supposed to be against Darth Vader when <laughs> Darth Vader cuts him down, bro. In Episode Three, come on. Yeah, Vader's my goat. Yeah, wild. Okay. <laughs> All right, bro. I think I think we've crossed that bridge successfully. The second thing I want to bring up is that Warwick Davis is every character in this movie. And yeah, sorry, like if, they're, if they're under the like four and a half feet, it's probably him. <laughs> it's crazy. Me, me and Connolly are giggling because Matt's just smacked his oven mitts together to try to get a mosquito or something. Yeah. God. Uh, it looked like a it looked so like a three year old unsuccessfully trying to catch a ball. <laughs> It was crazy. <laughs> <Go on. laughs> but okay, so Warwick Davis is mm-hmm. a traitor on um, Tatooine behind uh, Watto, where they're sitting, and then he is also the Rodian friend of of Anakin Skywalker, who comes up and says that he is Bug Squash, and then he is also. A, uh, he is one of the animal handlers in the parade at the very end of the at the very end of the movie, and then the reason that he is all of this I have found out is because he was the uh, body double that was in the Yoda costume in the very very original uh, make of the Phantom Menace before they replaced him with CG. Oh, yeah, okay, and so that's why that's why he's in the movie like a million times. Because they just needed a short guy a bunch, and they just happened to have him on hand because he was Yoda. Yeah. He's also in the crowd during yeah. the pod race. Well, yeah, no, yeah, that's, well, that's yeah, my the, favorite. That's, that's my the, favorite that's one. Because he's, he's fucking, Otto. he's possibly oh, the best well, actor okay. in the movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's acting his ass off. He's, like, pointing. He's fucking excited about the pod race. It looks yeah. like he's really going. Yeah. Oh, that's my guy. Warwick Davis is really just kind of in every single movie ever. It's yeah. Is he in Lord insane. of the Rings? Is he God. I wouldn't he's, be I feel like he's I, gotta be. I just had that thought. I thought he was. I feel like he's gotta be. Maybe in The Hobbit. Gollum body double. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 20 actors that were almost cast in Lord of... He was almost Gimli. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I, I like yeah. John Reese davis or whatever his name is. Yeah. Yeah, he, he is Gimli. Yeah, he is Gimli. I mean... He's fucking awesome, and isn't he? He's uh, Sala in Indiana Jones. Right? Yeah, he's big. Okay, well then, just, Owen, I, Owen, you don't know this. And last episode, I went the whole episode without saying any theme park bullshit. 
Oh, no. Uh, he does the fucking, like, pre-ride thing on the Indiana Jones ride. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, fucking that's awesome. awesome. Oh, that's hype. What a king. He's, He's very, very good. Yeah, too. somehow I never put that together that Gimli and Sala are the same motherfucker. Yeah. It's because yeah. he, uh, he big. Because he's actually yeah. like six three or some shit like that. Yeah, he's, he's, the, he's the tallest he's member yeah. of the Fellowship. Because he's also in, um, I think he's in Goldeneye too. He's in. The, he's in a lot of stuff. He's in like the James Bond movie with with uh, Sean Bean. How old he's is in he? Princess now? Diaries. He's, he's six one. And he's John like, Reese Davies like is John Reese Davies is seventy nine. He's uh, the he's same age the as Frank Oz. Oh, bro, uh, when wait, he dies, oh, yeah, I'm going to okay. fucking so kill he's myself. A returning, I guess he's a returning character. I haven't seen any of that era of James Bond movies, but... He voices Kasim in uh, Aladdin and the King of Thieves. Oh, let's go. Ooh, banger. Which one is banger. That? Banger. It's the third one, I believe. Oh, Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's I also in we, we gotta do... I ironically kind of love Aladdin 3. <laughs> I haven't seen after, it in a long time, but after suck my dick, after after stars my dick wars myself or whatever the fuck, we got to do all the uh, Disney direct to video or direct to DVD sequels. Oh, oh my no. god! Oh boy! Thirty part fucking, series. Fucking uh, over the hedge three. <laughs> we can't we can't fall down the JonTron hole of review bad movie funny. We can't. That's a it's a or the other. Okay, then we'll then we'll do all of them. We'll do the the good one and then the bad ones. <laughs> that is yeah. We can't do that one either. Owen, you are correct. We cannot. You can do that would not. Let's, not, let's just not do anything JonTron does. All right. Yeah. Let's let's have him on and ask him. He a does have a multi part series about like forgotten uh, Star Wars games. Well, he has that, and he also has like all his old. He has like that that video about like Birdemic. That 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 is that is uh, uh, just a just a real piece of work. That, have you seen the one with like the uh, like the Dracula Hunter movie or whatever? Yeah, that has Count um, Dooku. Yeah, Christopher, Christ, uh, Christopher, Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. Yeah. Pour yeah. one yeah. out for the goat. Rest in peace, Rest in my peace. fucking guy. He wasn't in God, this movie. Really the goat. No, Do you guys know? I totally about... forgot he's not in this movie. Because it Do makes you guys... sense because Darth Maul is disappeared and then he becomes the... Yeah. yeah. The Instead of them just story? making it one villain the whole time. That's right. Okay. Do you guys it's know weird. about... Oh, shit. Never mind. Fuck, Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, it's weird that just, like... I've seen all three of these movies so many times, but I've just forgotten, like, 70% of the movie every time I watch it. And I'm like, oh, shit. And then it just immediately disappears. And then I watch it again and I'm like, oh, shit. And so, like, there's a lot of shit that I'm just, like, do not fucking remember that I just kind of assume. And one of them was, like, Count Dooku is in all of them. But it makes sense. <laughs> but he's not. But, yeah. I'm ex- I'm really excited for the second one because it's an abomination. I think it's better than this one. Really? I think this is this is the second best one. Agreed. The second best Star Wars movie? The second why best. Why, why, why Matsby? Why? Three minutes view. What do three minutes view? My apologies, listeners. I had to go investigate a strange noise in my apartment. Turns out it was the person that you live with. Yeah. Do you, know, uh, you like my Pikmin shirt? There's a Pikmin shirt on the Connolly the Connolly boy. Guys like my Pikmin there's shirt. a Pikmin shirt on Connolly's chest, nipples, yeah, and torso. Got Facts. It. I think there's more. Where'd you get that, Connolly? Where'd you get that? I got it at Nintendo Live 2023 in Seattle, Washington, at the Washington State Convention Center. Doxed. That's going to be clipping. I mean, they don't. I, I I've put that I live in Seattle on TikTok and shit. No one's going to track me down. Doxed. 
Okay. Kong yeah. is back on TikTok. That's true. The I the thing a video I was about tooling. The thing I was gonna say before <laughs> I dipped is that do you do you guys know about the thing that happened with Christopher Lee and Peter Jackson? Uh, they had sex, right? Yes. Oh, is it the part where like he got stabbed and he had yeah. to like tell Peter Jackson what it would actually sound like? Yeah, because yeah, he was like he was big in the wars. Bro was in the trenches, yeah. He literally was. And so Christopher Lee, like, there's the part in Lord of the Rings where spoilers for Lord of the Rings if you're the worst person on earth. Uh <laughs> there's this part where Saruman, Christopher Lee's character, gets stabbed in the back. And he has he has like Peter Jackson wanted Saruman to like 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 cry out. And Christopher Lee was like, no, that's not that's not what it sounds like. And so he makes this like gasping noise instead, because apparently Christopher Lee was like, yeah, when you get stabbed, it pushes all the air out of your body. And it's like you you feel like you can't breathe. And he is just he is so goaded because he is so good in he is so good as Saruman and Count Dooku. And what else, what 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 am I forgetting? What else was he in? That's uh, uh he's, movie. In, he's in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He plays Wilbur Wonka. He does Wilbur yeah. Wonka. The goat. The goat. The goat. Yeah. Isn't he like I an love old, that movie. He's like a Shakespeare actor or something. I don't know. I yeah, he was one of like, he Bond was like the guys. James so. Bond villain, yes. I remember I just think of every old white English guy as being like classically trained <laughs> and well, like Shakespeare. Uh, so. uh, Ian McDiarmid, if I'm saying it right, Ian is McDiarmid. Ian McDermott is. He's a he was a Shakespeare or something. Yeah, so was Ian McKellen. Yeah, a lot of those guys came from like the the playwrights yeah. from the theater. From the theater. Yeah, and so Back like you could just be famous. Yeah, you could just now you can just now you can just like be on a thing and people are like Megan. Timothy <laughs> I, guess, <laughs> right? I guess you're dating Timothy Chalamet. Go from from your Timothy Chalamet Xbox reviews to your Timothy Chalamet dating dating Kylie Jenner. That shit's it's fucking a, crazy. He took the wrong He's just like me for real. <laughs> it should have. I feel like it should have been Kendall. Like, are we, like, like let's, let's be real here. Okay. If it was going to be either of them, I feel like it should be Kendall. But. Yeah, okay. A topic Kendall's for another day, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the keeping up we with the Kardashians. Yeah, I was going to say, we have the oh, solo. Oh, was he going to be on that? Oh, hell yeah. No, it said, I saw that he's not going to be, bro. He's not, he's not, he's not going to be on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Is that still happening? They made, a, they made no, a new no. show. <laughs> they ended Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and now it's, I think it's just the Kardashians. Yeah. <laughs> they have a new show, show on, like... Brand new show. Brand new, very different show. Hulu. On Hulu. Hulu. Okay, so... Is the D'Amelio show still happening? Nah. I don't think so. Keeping up with the D'Amelios? I don't keep up with the D'Amelios. The D'Amelios. Those those friends keep up with the D'Amelios. That girl I've been talking to is like sort of friends with Dixie D'Amelio, and uh, she saw my my, uh, tweets about Dixie D'Amelio, so it was a little... Oh, season three of the D'Amelio show premieres in two weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's gonna be fucking hype, bro. Check it out on Yahoo screen. <laughs> yep, it changed when it was keeping up with the Kardashians, and now it's just the Kardashians. Coming soon to Facebook Watch. <laughs> okay, so Phantom Menace. 
Yes. I haven't seen the fucking game. So we go from we go from race we go from racism type A to racism type B and go down to Naboo in the in the wilds of the of the Gungans. Yeah, unidentifiable racism. Yeah. And I gotta say, I mean, like the the whole adventure in the water after they leave the Gungan city. Which, by the way, is also very well animated. The, oh no! The, yeah, the, the look like it looks great, and I think that aside Ugh. from like Jar Jar and a few other things, that the the effects for their time were absolutely unreal. Like the battle yeah, droids yeah, look yeah. great. The um, the whole space fight at the end of the movie looks fantastic. And, you know, like, the actual battle between the Gungans and the battle droids looks pretty good. The battle droids look so good. Yeah, the battle droids look ridiculous. Like, the droidicas with, like, the energy shields and stuff. Bro, as an infant, I used to play as fucking droidica (laughs) every time when I was doing free play on uh, (laughs) Star Wars. Wars. Lego Star Wars. Let's go. Let's go. Droidicas were hard to use in Battlefront. They were were a toughie. You had to kind of learn how to do that one. But when you knew, you, like, you were... You were unbeatable. Owen's camera is falling down. Yeah, sorry. I was I was googling uh, if Phantom Menace was shot on film because I don't oh, know if you guys I don't know if you guys know this, but if movies are shot on film, they're basically like forever restorable, which is why like the original uh, the original trilogy looks like new now is because they were just re- like restored to like four K basically. But with digital, you can't do that. It's just the the, the aspect ratio or whatever, the resolution that it was shot in. It's just uh, what it's set at. But it looks like I Googled it, and all of the Star Wars movies until Force Awakens were shot on film. Oh, so, wow. The Force oh. Awakens and on, they'll look like that forever, but everything else is What if film. we got a Phantom Menace remaster, and then Jar Jar looked, like, absolutely unbelievable? That would be so <laughs> Yeah, I don't know crazy. how CGI works, like, in that. I don't know if that is affected by that. I I would imagine it's they animate it in a computer and then, I don't know, and then they like print out each individual frame and then they just put it. (laughs) I know that's how they did it in the 80s. I don't know. But I don't know know how they did it with this movie. I mean, have you you guys seen the Phantom Menace like making of documentary? No. Uh, I feel like I've seen part of it. It was on like the original like disc, right? Yeah. I think I have seen that. Yeah. I I feel like it's been a while, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, a long time. That fucking documentary is so fascinating, and like, I feel like it made me appreciate the movie a lot more, and all the work that went into it, and all the issues, like, like why the issues exist. Uh, but yeah, fucking uh, the, the fucking like computer, the computers they're using to animate this shit is so are so dog shit and old. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, like how they manage that. I mean, I and I also I recently saw Jurassic Park, which has a lot of not a lot of CG, but like a fair amount of CG, and was like uh, six oh. years before Phantom Menace. God, master. And I think that there's a big difference in that. Like in that movie, they're really careful with what they're showing as mm-hmm. CG. Like they have a big ass animatronic T Rex, and they're just using an animatronic or CG depending on what they have to do. Yeah. Whereas this movie, you know, <laughs> there's one practical shot of Jar Jar's hand going into the fucking pod razor. Yeah, that was bizarre. I, that, I noticed that <laughs> when I saw that. I did too, for the first time this time. I was like, oh, that's his fucking, that's a real ass. Yeah. His big old hand. It also yeah. does not help that they have Jar Jar in 
extreme overhead lighting at all fucking times. So yeah. there's nowhere to hide. Yeah. What I noticed is when him, when he's in the forest and he's talking about, I'm not going to take you to Gungan City. And then Obi-Wan goes, you're going to take us to the fucking Gungan City. <laughs> he, uh, the lighting on him is really good, actually. Like, like he's inching backwards and the lead, like, you know, the tree ass lights. Got the dappled, the dappled shadows. Yeah. Yeah. The dappled shadows. Yeah. Uh, that's what that is. Why are you chortling? I, I've never heard that before. Okay, well, you're... It sounds funny. Tell ahead. me, you never heard of dappled shadows before. <laughs> and someone says to you, yeah, there were there were dappled shadows on Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> you're gonna you just, fucking... You're gonna, that sounds you, like the rantings of an insane person. I think you just have a, a, a frail, infantile mind. Maybe, man, but I, I just hadn't heard the term. You are just so... You know, I'm not, I'm not studying shadows in my free time. Like so, some people feel they are. You you are so primitive. It is crazy. <laughs> it is it is just nuts. It's like you crawl. Anyways, out of Owen, it. these motherfuckers <laughs> while they chortle in the corner. <laughs> what do you think in the movie? Um, <laughs> motherfuckers chattering uh, about that part. The like the Gungan heavy part. Yeah, I, I actually do enjoy the, the first like thirty minutes of this movie. Honestly, it doesn't really slow down for me until they get to Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I get really bored every time. Um, really, and, that's and still, I think that that's I feel, the case. I feel like the flaws of the movie come out the most in that like part of when you first meet Jay Lloyd. And I mean, you know, I feel bad for him being bullied, but he's clearly terrible at his job. <laughs> and Natalie Portman <laughs> is exposed for the fraud that she is. Dude, she's <laughs> just so bad. It's There's a nuts. bunch of movies where she's terrible, and then she's like occasionally like really good. Like I think if you have good direction and good writing, which this movie does not have, uh, <laughs> then you are able to get around that. And so I think that she she's it's very dependent. So there's certain actors I feel like who are it doesn't matter what's like what the directing is like. They're still going to get put in a good performance, which is why Liam Neeson has made the same movie every <laughs> year for the last fifteen years. And it's exactly the same because he he knows what he's doing, and you know he can have Christopher Nolan directing him, and he's menacing and powerful and cool. And then he could have you know did George Lucas direct this movie? I didn't even look it up. I don't. Yeah, think yeah. So. Oh, he did. He did. Okay, yeah, this is when he did, he takes his full creative control. Oh, he plays yeah, literally, his which is the problem. Yeah. He always had a fucking mediator on the original yeah. trilogy. And, I, and he also had just like people, I mean, a lot of them were relatively new, but had enough experience, I think, to be able to actually, I mean, I don't think that's true, but um, there's like that really famous story of George Lucas talking to um, Harrison Ford about like the, the scene with where Han goes in the carbonite. And then he's like, Leia says, I love you. And George Lucas wrote, I love you too. And Harrison Ford was like, he's not going to fucking say that. And he said, I know. And it becomes like one of the most iconic moments mm-hmm. in all of Star Wars. Yeah. And so I feel like he just didn't have that thing of someone being like, this is bad. Like, you need to fix this. <laughs> and so that's for me, that's the the flaw, the most apparent flaw of these movies is that the, well, the yeah, writing I, I is think that's, poor. I mean, I don't I, I think I think the overarching plot is good, but the dialogue because cl- yeah. clearly George Lucas's strength is world building and yeah. like ideas, no, yeah. and I mean, not we'll like get into dialogue it a bit more uh, when we watch the sequels. But for me, it's it it became obvious that like the, tri- the original trilogy, they're good movies and they're good Star Wars movies. 
And coming from a place of not necessarily a huge Star Wars fan, but a big movie fan, I'm like, yeah, these are good. And then you come into the prequels, and they're good Star Wars movies, but then they become bad movies. And then you get into the sequels, which are not only bad movies, but also bad Star Wars movies. <laughs> so, like, yeah. these movies, if as a Star Wars fan, it's there's a you know there's a whole plot. It may be all over the place, especially with the second one, but like it as a whole, it makes sense. And these characters are so foundational now in Star Wars that like they may not be represented as well as they could be, but there's other things like the Clone Wars and stuff that help supplement the prequels to where they become a little bit more watchable. Well, and it's like, so I don't know if you remember, but when we were watching, I would keep saying like, oh, that's that guy. Like, I remember <laughs> when we were in... Oh, that's a Glub Shitto. Yeah, <laughs> there were like a million that's Glub Shittos. Yeah. There was a million Glub Shittos, and I noticed all of them. And the reason is that I think that it's kind of the opposite of what you said, but then it ended up working out in the way you said. Where George Lucas's world building, despite his shitty, bad, terrible writing and just god-awful directing, made it so that there was this, like, he set the stage for this unbelievably deep, complex, really interesting world. Where, like, like I mentioned, like, Ornfree Ta was that gigantic blue dude who's, like, a really fat Twi'lek. Or there was, like, Adi Gallia, who has a big role in the Clone Wars. Or, well, not really big, but she has, like, she has, like, a character arc that's quite interesting. And all of these different characters are enabled by the fact that George Lucas sat with his big fat ass and his dumb white beard in his stupid chair and decided to draw some silly sketches of these weird alien motherfuckers. And was like, put them in the movies, put them, put them, put them in there. <laughs> And Jar Jar Binks is going to be, uh, he's going to step in shit in this part. Yeah, and then he's going to get looked at by the fucking sexy, weird, feminine oh, alien lady. Step in a pool. When was that? Was that while I was gone? Because basically what happened was I watched this movie two nights ago in preparation, and then these three were like, oh, we're going to all watch it together today. And then my I, my work shift got canceled, so I, I am here yeah, and, and so watched like, part of it with it. It, the 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 weird feminine alien like beast was pulled, pulled out the uh the the pod racer that Anakin used he 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 pulled it out or she it they they pulled it out oh and onto okay. the onto the track fucking panic and it is just it's so insane because like I just, <laughs> I don't know what to do dude it's not good and. But, like, yeah, so, like, um, all these different characters then are explored in supplemental content, like you said, oh, and, like, the Clone Wars and Rebels and stuff like that. And then it, it falls back to making the prequels look better. So it's, like, a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's, there's that, whereas the sequels characters and settings are just so fucking shit. No. That, like, there's yeah, no, no, there's no supplemental good. material. No. Like, there's a reason there's no fucking, like, since Rise of Skywalker came out, there's nothing, like, even in that time frame that anyone fucking likes. And now they're doing this old, uh, I think it's called High Republic shit yeah. that no one has ever bought in their entire lives. <laughs> no. It, it's crazy. There's, what, what was the name of the silly guy? In Rise of Skywalker, what's his name? 
Oh, Babu, Babu Frick. Frick? Yeah, Babu Frick. Yeah, sorry. sorry, I am so sorry. I did not. I meant accept him, obviously. Yeah, Babu Frick yeah. was the only beloved character. I mean, the thing I remember the most about The Rise of Skywalker is that they fake ch- killed Chewbacca for like <laughs> five <laughs> minutes. That is the most memorable think, for me. Like on screen. If you in, if you include C3PO, I'm pretty sure there's like four or five fake out deaths in like yeah, two hours. And you yell at me about minutes. Lord of the Rings, dude, Kellen. You yell at me about that when we have the rise. I would never in my life claim that Rise of Skywalker <laughs> is better than any Lord of the Rings movie. No matter how like I don't think I don't think it's possible to make a Lord of the Rings movie that bad. <laughs> just given where the rights stand. Like can you imagine if J.J. Abrams got a hold of Lord of the Rings? It's like, instead of <laughs> instead of the ring turning people invisible, or then they're, like, it's just like, I don't know, the ring is special. It'd give him, like, a, <laughs> give him a tentacle arm. <laughs> like, that and then he'd be like, okay, Ryan Johnson, what makes the ring special? And he'd be like, um, um, Frodo is gonna jump into the volcano for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then Ryan would be like, what's that over there? And J.J. Abrams would look back and it's his daughter hanging from a closet bar. Uh, I think you're talking about Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah, no, Zack Snyder. Exactly. Oh, darn it. J.J. <laughs> yeah. J. Abrams' daughter, if you're listening to this, please kill yourself so that J.J. Abrams stops directing. <laughs> God damn. Does J.J. Abrams That's the part you'll need to bleep out. Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe dude. just redact all of it. Just, just do yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, it's <laughs> just funny. Matt Spears audio channel. From the, the no, we can bleep it out. Oh, that's right. Gracie Abrams is an American singer songwriter. Oh, that's I rem- Yeah, I know she's a fucking this. fucking nepo baby supreme. That's crazy. Yeah. Signed I mean, Interscope. I w- it's weird too because I mean, looking at all the supplemental stuff that's come out, all the TV shows. There's like. There's nothing, literally nothing expanding the sequels at all. It's all this guy. Guess what? Survived Order 66. Well, no, there is. That's the thing is that there is and they're trying. And what is this that you're talking about? So, like, right after the, like, in The Mandalorian, when when there's, like, the, the, the remnants of the Empire, in the first season, the part that they do the best is right. The only reason it works is it's because it's immediately after the original trilogy. And it works within that context because, like, you remember how cool, like, the Stormtrooper helmets were, like, on the sticks? And, like, yeah, the dirty-ass, yeah, yeah. gross-ass, like, Stormtroopers in there with Werner Herzog. I want to see the baby. <laughs> I would like the to baby. see the baby. <laughs> yeah, the actually, it was his birthday. It was his birthday the other day. Oh, Werner. Nice. Hell Shout yeah. Guy. Happy birthday, Werner. Legendary documentarian. That's facts. Legendary documentarian. <laughs> That's was, but, was that actually about? I'm pretty sure that was about him, right? That me, that that inside joke. Yeah, no, yeah, that, that was. Yeah, yeah. It was literally about. Oh yeah, he made uh, <laughs> the cave of dreams or whatever it's called. Well, and wasn't he was he was the narrator for some big nature thing. Yeah, he's, he's like yeah. that's what he's I mean, like. He's the goat. His voice is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's like his sick. job. But anyway, also, so like. Yeah. The the only reason that that setting works in the first season is because it's so still intimately connected to the idea of the sequels or not the sequels. Excuse me. Oh, my God. The idea of the original trilogy where it's still got that kind of grimy, unclean feel of like yeah. these citizens not having enough because the Empire's oppression and they're just starting to recover from it. And then the failings are very clearly displayed in season three 
where like you go to all these worlds with like these new age uh technologies and societies and stuff like that and even in ahsoka the the like the new republic stuff like it's a little bit more interesting but it's just it's so hard to engage with because the source material is so unbelievably fucking bad whereas like the prequels set up the clone wars which has the most depth of any star wars stuff a because it's like the longest running star wars series and b because it had the ability to do that it had the ability to explore all that stuff from the prequels which is like really a gift it's 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 insane yeah yeah and and yeah it's just like my issue with the new shows is it's like okay we're exploring this new republic but there is no fucking way to make it satisfying and make sense that the whole new republic collapses again within 30 (laughs) years and then fucking snoke appears out of nowhere because palpatine jizzed him out and luke like kills himself because he had a bad dream and like it's just like none of this is and princess leia is just really really bad at government she is not good at it dude she fucks it up twice it seems like they're trying really hard to like justify the new republic falling at least in ahsoka i don't know how far I'm only seen the first two. I've seen the three, and I'm gonna watch the four after I'm done playing Starfield tonight. But they plant the seeds of this in Mandalorian too, so I feel like it's okay yeah, to say that yeah, yeah. they're trying to say like that. There's a lot of Empire sympathizers yeah. left over, but it's still mm-hmm. just like I don't know. It feels weird that they're not giving a whole bunch of reasoning as for like why did they not just like put everyone in prison. <laughs> Well, and it's the thing is, like, if you've read the Thrawn trilogy, and admittedly, I only read the first two books, uh, but, like, they have a realistic look at the fucking, um, at at the fall of the Empire and how there's still remnants laying around, because it's, like, a galaxy-wide thing, but then they don't have it somehow within 30 years completely fall apart, because Leia's a fucking dumb motherfucker, apparently. I, I wasn't aware of that, but... it's just like, hey, these are competent people and they face more struggles and Thrawn is this scary guy. Maybe that's Uh, why she sucked so bad in Obi-Wan because they were trying to make her look like a dumb fucking piece of shit. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, the Phantom Menace comparatively, (laughs) as I've said, the only real narrative issue I have with with Phantom Menace as it relates to the originals is is the midi-chlorians thing, which I'm just Yeah, I was kind of curious about that because I know that there's a big, like, midi-chlorians hate when it comes to a lot of Star Wars fans and, like, changing, like, adding that aspect to the universe. I was kind of curious. I I don't know. Coming from, you know, just... Literally just watching the movies, I've watched some of the shows, and then not really diving deeper into the actual, like, Legends aspect of it. A lot more of, like, the the surrounding lore. I was generally kind of curious how that, how you guys feel about that. I'm, I'm indifferent. The thing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm in, I mean, I understand the outrage. Yeah. Like, the, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I understand that people, why people were upset about it, especially in 1999. Um, but... They seem like it seems like they took that constructive feedback and they just don't really care about yeah, it. Yeah, don't really much. touch yeah, on like it. Like they've 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 expanded on it in like books and whatever, but and they the just Wars don't like. Too. Yeah, but it's not like it's still a part of the lore. It's just not like a big thing anymore. So I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm indifferent because of two reasons. A, I grew up on it because when I first watched Star Wars, 
I was like, wow, look, cool Star Wars stuff, you know, like not really bother. I just thought the lightsabers were cool. And then as I grew up more and more, one of the first things I encountered as a lore aspect was midi-chlorians. And I was like, cool with it, because it's just like, I was like 12. I was like, cool, okay, the Force comes from midi-chlorians. And I don't think it's like super, it's not, it's not a negative impact change other than the fact that it's just kind of stupid. Whereas, yeah. like, yeah. a lot of the other changes that have come to Star Wars canon via the insidious, terrible hand of George <laughs> Lucas is that they can be downright harmful. Like, the 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 forever, we, we mention it every episode, the Han Solo blaster dodge. Yeah. Or, like, um, the cheesy Darth yell, the Darth Vader yell, Mm-hmm. Or just a number of other things that are, like, actually harmful to the lineage of Star Wars. Whereas midichlorians are, like, I don't know, just kind of, like, nerdy. But, but yeah, it, they're just, they just demystify the whole thing. And I yeah. think the mystical quality was was cooler. Yeah. But it's yeah. just... And the, the, the other small thing I have is it is so fucking dumb and insane that... Darth Vader, like imagine you've only seen the first, you know, the original trilogy, and they're like Darth Vader built C three PO and never, just never run into each other or anything. But he, yeah, he built them, bro. Well, and just I mentioned that we 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 discussed this several episodes ago, but I mentioned that comic that's in Legends where they actually they like they expanded on that where there was a comic that hasn't it's. It's so easily canonized. I feel like they should just do it. But when they're on Bespin, uh, Vader goes and like investigates the trouble with the droid that was making issues with the uh, what are what's the name of the little dwarf guys? Ugnots. Yeah, the Ugnots. The Ugnots. The Ugnots. Ugnots. The Ugnots raise a raise a commotion. They raise an alarm mm-hmm. for a. They for go a, fucking nuts, man. And Chewbacca is discovered with 3PO and Vader like storms in, you know, ready to kick some ass. And he sees 3PO and the and he uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. And he <laughs> um, he has like a bunch of flashbacks and he's sitting there like he's standing there like thinking about it. And then he tells the Ugnaughts to let Chewbacca go back with C-3PO to the to the prison. And I just thought it was like, it's really cool, you know, because obviously, like, they never thought of that when they were making, they were never like Darth Vader made C-3PO when they were making yeah. the original trilogy. But then making Anakin be the one who made C-3PO, if they had, like, been able to reach back in time and put that scene in, I'm assuming they would, because it's really cool, you know, it's like, one of the coolest things about Darth Vader in a lot of the expanded universe via comics and books and stuff are those very rare but like super impactful times like um you two are never going to watch rebels so i'm just going to talk about this like there's a <laughs> there there's a part in rebels where he and ahsoka are fighting and he, like ahsoka slashes his mask and um his like voice modulator breaks and you can hear the clone wars voice actor for anakin like say ahsoka and she looks back and he like looks at her with like emotion. And then she's like, I'm not leaving you. And then he's like, then you will die. And um, those parts are so sick because it, get, it makes Vader's character complex and something like 
him seeing 3PO again and just like thinking about it would be really cool. I think I think that kind of thing is super awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't I don't disagree that that is a, like that's cool that they've made that after the fact, but the initial idea like fan <laughs> Oh yeah, no, it's own, stupid. Is yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, for me it's like a double-edged sword where I just don't think they have the time and even if George Lucas proposed that, they would just cut it, right? Because it's like you're making a movie that's like two hours, two hours, 15 minutes, whatever, and you need to get to the point. So it's cool that there's a lot of expanded universe stuff that like allows that depth because I my problems with the, the prequels, I don't think are really that apparent outside of a couple of the major things um, in, in Phantom Menace. I think it becomes much more clear like how I kind of – why I feel the way I do about it. Um, when we go into two and three, but, um, yeah, it, it, it is cool for me because obviously like, growing up as a kid, I was like, Oh, Anakin's cool. Everyone's cool. And then I watch it now and I'm kind of like, I feel like none of these characters have any depth outside of Qui-Gon Jinn, which I think who's actually a really Im- important and impactful character. Yeah, He's so, <laughs> he's so cool. He's like level-headed and smart, but also kind of like a gamer. Like he's, He's using the advantages. Like, not a gamer. I play video games. Like, he's gaming the system a little bit. His ability to uh, use his powers to, like, move things along in a lot of ways. And I think he's, you know, obviously he's a a kind of a lesson or reflection of the world in which he lives in by him being murdered. Well, and his his whole thing was that he was incredibly headstrong. And he was like super devoted to his vision of what should be happening. And it kind of deviated a little bit from the, you know, quote unquote, ideal Jedi master on the council. That's why he wasn't on the council was because he like, for example, when he brings Anakin before the council, he's like, this is the chosen one. And they're like, I don't know. And he's like, no, shut up. This is idiot. Stupid. Yeah. And then (laughs) like that, kind of thing is reflected like with him cheating in Watto's, you know, chance cube. <laughs> they don't they yeah. can't call it a dice. It's a chance cube. Uh but I got one his of those. I happen to have a chance cube. Yeah. <laughs> I got a, his star I, I got a chance cube in my room. Or um, grab it. when um, he inti- but, he actually actively intimidates Jar Jar. Like in the very beginning he's like yeah. you will die. And he like steps toward him like menacingly. And I'm like, that's a little not super Jedi-ish. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I uh, I watched this video. It was kind of like a, talking about like, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's basically just like how how people who create stories kind of factor death into their story. And they use Game of Thrones, which has a very clear like line with it as an example of it. But it kind of was kind of thinking that while we were watching the movie, because it's like if you're creating a universe, if you're creating a story – you have like these basically these rules for if you're you know for certain factions or people or whatever and if someone were to cross that line or violate that rule then they would have to die in order to like further the plot along yeah and so it makes sense in the story which is i think why they i mean obviously why it's important but like quite on jin it does not necessarily reflect the views of the jedi of his time in the jedi council and so they use him they kill him because he breaks the rules and then they, that basically furthers Anakin's story. 
Yeah. And I was thinking yeah. about it in that context while we were watching this movie for the first time. I thought that was really interesting because, like, I don't know if you've seen Game of Thrones, but it's kind of notorious for killing off a lot of the big characters in the show or just basically making it so that no one's safe. And they have this yeah. essentially these rules that function in like, you know, kind of in the subconscious of the uh, of the world in the story of the world. And if a character were to break those rules, then they're punished by dying, essentially. And yeah. it's kind of like a constant reminder of that for the, all the other characters. So using that in the context, I thought that was really interesting. It's the status quo. Yeah. So I, yeah. I do like that part of it. Obviously, I think that's kind of a screenwriting like staple. But um, thinking about it's cool that, that, I, it follows I enjoyed the that. trope. It's cool. Yeah, it no, I, th- I think Qui-Gon Jinn is probably the most well-written character in the trilogy, at least in my opinion. I, I I find, and we can talk about this later in the other ones, but I find Anakin and Obi-Wan to be uh, quite shallow and one and very much one note um, later on. Uh, and obviously they're fleshed out in Clone Wars, which can be a good thing for looking back, but also kind of pisses me off because I'm like, you have these like two really, really cool and interesting characters and I feel like you don't do anything with them in the actual movies. And then maybe they have more time to do it in the show or not, but I don't know. Well, yeah, because I well, mean, yeah, that's... They're, they're just the show's written by more co- competent people. Like George Lucas yeah. is involved yeah. with this show. Yeah. Well, and that's the he thing. He had constructive people. Yeah. Is that like it's always unfair in a gigantic world building sense to compare um, a show to a movie? I feel like because it's like you said, there's just zero the, the the amount of time that they have to do stuff in a movie versus the show is like minuscule. The only instance where a movie series or movie has ever been better than a show at world building and storytelling and stuff like that in terms of like complexity. He's going to say Lord of the Rings. I'm going to say Lord of the Rings. Because <laughs> the, the Rings yeah. of Power. You didn't even fucking finish that show. The Rings of Power is How much of it did bad. you watch? How much of it did you I watch? I watched like two thirds. I watched up until Galadriel crosses back over the, 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 the fjords again and there's like problems and i was like i'm bored by this because it's not good yeah fair i remember when the the first season ended there was a bunch of criticism and the the writers said they were gonna like take time to really work toward like creating a complete show i'm kind of curious if like the next if they do a second season i think they're going to they have an um, unlimited budget. I mean, it's yeah. the biggest budget that's ever been had for so a TV I, show. I, you know, I can only hope that they learn the lesson from the first season and move on. Yeah. But you never know. I would love, I would love for it that show. That'd be great. But, yeah, a hundred percent. It'd be super cool well, if I, it worked out. But. I don't think that's a good excuse because I still think you know the characters in the original trilogy are really well done. But I also don't think Anakin and Obi Wan are like terribly written or anything in the movies. I mean. In in the prequels, I think Anakin definitely the jump from like little guy to Darth Vader is way too quick. <laughs> but like, I don't find Obi Wan one dimensional, and I, I don't find I think Anakin's struggle should happen smoother. But I feel it's pretty compelling the way it's represented. In this movie, though, I, I don't know. In this movie, there's like no hint of dark side anything. Yeah, in yeah. Anakin, and it, just in this like, movie, Anakin's. Anakin's then, not really yeah. a character in this one, for sure. Yeah, yeah that's what I was kind of mentioning it, because uh, obviously, I think you have Qui-Gon Jinn being the centerpiece of, like, the Jedi, yeah. and then, you know, Anakin is very much just like, he's a kid, and Obi-Wan is barely in this movie, 
And then everyone else in Jedi Council is obviously just like a talking head right now. So as the, yeah. when we go into two and three, I think I'll get more into it. But well, and I think I actually disagree with Kellen a little bit here and agree with Owen, where I do think that Anakin and uh, Obi Wan are they can be quite linear because like with Obi Wan, you go from like near like high school student of Qui Gon Jinn to like overly cynical taskmaster jedi master guy to like cool uncle and then in for anakin he goes from little kid to like pubescent irritating uh genocidal maniac to like hot topic worker and then well i think (laughs) i think time skips between movies are perfectly justifiable ways to for like like obi-wan's change from one to two makes total sense to me yeah but it's in, within the same movie is when there's an issue like like because in episode three episode two and like the start of three anakin's like the same character and all of a sudden in the middle of three he starts acting like a <laughs> douchebag and then he's just evil and it's, well, it's crazy evil i mean i guess in the second one and then the third one i feel like they tone him down a little bit and then he obviously like I know. the to show be goes fair, on i haven't seen the second one in a long time but i feel like it's it feels fine when he switched, like it feels like it's very much just like it's valid to the point of like he is just so scared of losing Padme. Where Palpatine's like, if you don't do this, Padme is going to die, and you've seen that, and it's the truth. And he's like, but the the main thing I'm talking about with with Anakin's sudden switch is when he just like fucking kills Mace Windu, and he's just like he's like. And, and like he's just kneels and he's like, "I'm Darth Vader now." Like that. Was, yeah, that that's, makes that no sense. That is one me. of my biggest issues, actually. With the, I was going to talk about this way, way later when we did like literally episode three, but that part makes absolutely zero sense. Where like he should have at least grappled with his decision a little bit, or he should have like not you know cut off Mace Windu's hand or like pledged himself to the most evil supreme being in the universe <laughs> who just like maniacally lightning bolted his longtime Jedi master. Although <laughs> another, another funny trope is that Mace Windu is a dickhead. And so that's <laughs> like, a lot of people have been like, well, he just sucks. Cause like in the clone wars at the very end of the move or at the very end of the series in the last, I think it was like the third episode. Um, of the invasion of Mandalore arc is like Ahsoka is trying to tell them something and ask them a question. And Mace Windu's like, I'm sorry, citizen. These are only for Jedi to discuss yeah. or something. I was like, okay. I mean, like if you're going to stick to your guns on that, it's <laughs> like, he's kind of cool in the clone Wars Sometimes he's more just like a badass. Yeah. He's kind of like stoic, but for the most part, he is kind of an asshole. Well, uh, yeah. Narratively, the purpose Mace Windu serves, at least to me is like, he's very much, like things that are wrong with the Jedi Council and like yeah, very much yeah. like the antithesis of Qui Gon, like how Qui Gon is very understanding of Anakin being young and like loving his mother and like not wanting to leave all of that behind, at least initially. Yeah. Um, and like the struggles that will come with that. Mace Windu is very much like this kid's a little bitch because he loves his mom <laughs> yeah. and he's scared. Like, yeah. And that, that's the whole, uh, we could talk, always talk about this more later on, but like he, he's like the guy, he's like the face of the Jedi council. It's not Yoda. Like he, he's the one who instructs yeah. 
Anakin to like keep an eye. On he the, organizes on the a lot of the war. Yeah, he, he's a he's a big. But part yeah, of I it, think yeah. that is I think that is perfectly said by Connolly. I think he yeah he's exactly that. He's he's like the company man. Where and you and, know, and deep, is very much not that deep lore. Matt's view here. That this is actually kind of evidence, and it's funny that you mentioned the contrast between Qui Gon and Mace Windu. <laughs> oh yeah, there's the whole stuff that happens in a. Well, yeah. there's oh yeah yeah even even deeper than that. There is the evidence of personality from their lightsaber forms that they use because Qui Gon Jinn is a <laughs> he's a user of Probably form just four. Fell his fucking knees. <laughs> he's a user. Yeah. Qui Gon Jinn is a user of form four, which is known as one of the most balanced lightsaber fighting forms it's very favored towards uh sudden bursts of aggression but for the most part you really like stay on the defense yeah another another user of form four was um yoda they were both very good at that and then mace windu uh one of the reasons he's so fucking sick is because he is the only recorded user of the seventh and final lightsaber form which is known as vapad and vapad is really (laughs) it's really um kind of like it's dangerous to use the idea is that you channel negative emotion um and use it for aggression but so like most vapad users are sith they're very they're very uh like it's almost kind of martial arty where like you use a lot of like punches and kicks alongside your um your actual lightsaber but the way that mace windu made it work is that he would rebound dark side energy like dark like dark the dark side of the force that he was fighting like sith people with and use that against them and so like that's the reason that he's like even more so than yoda kind of like the only one who could have beat palpatine and he did and so like his lightsaber fighting style is very reflective of his personality which is like very cold and clear-cut doing what he thinks is necessary and kind of disregarding those around him. Whereas Qui-Gon Jinn is a lot more like balanced in his approach to life. Mm-hmm. And um, I just thought it was cool that you brought yeah, that up. Because, that is very cool. Actually. Yeah. Lightsaber, lightsaber so, fighting forms are like one of my favorite nerdy things. They're, that's they're, so nerdy, they're all so cool, dude. There's, there's seven. Um, uh, Owen, have you seen tales of the Jedi? Uh, is that Ahsoka? No. <laughs> no, it's well, uh, in it. <laughs> I haven't seen Ahsoka's it. in it. Yeah, it's like six animated shorts. Uh, it's like Clone Wars animation style, and there's three about Ahsoka and three about Qui Gon. I have not no. Or no, three about Count. Well, there's, there's two about Qui Gon and three about Count Dooku. Before he was Count Dooku, yeah. Before he was Count Dooku, it's fucking it's fucking dope. He was just Dooku. Yeah, he was just big. He was Dooku. Ron. Still had, still yeah, had the, Ronald still Dooku. Had the, <laughs> <laughs> still had the curved hilt, bro. Yeah, so he's actually hilt, yeah. the reason he's named Ronald uh, Dooku is because George Lucas wanted to criticize both Donald Trump and the Roku streaming device. <laughs> <laughs> Ronald Dooku. Hell so he yeah. just switched it around. Yeah, that's sick. Imagine yeah, yeah. if movie streaming had been around. You should, you should watch those. Though, and they're, they're cool. Okay, yeah, yeah, they're I, really I will, good. I have done what I've done with all a lot of the shit that I. You know, like a lot with like MCU and DCU and stuff like that. I just I watch a couple and I was like, eh, I don't care anymore. So I just kind of disregarded it. So I was like, I have no, I have made no plans to watch. You know, uh, anything that's coming out. Fucking good. Andor and then so Tales good. of Jedi is alright. Yeah, I I have seen 
two-thirds of Andor, I think. I do need to watch it eventually, which I think Tales the second the, season will motivate me. Tales of the Jedi is definitely more for, like, the deep-cut lore freaks. I'm more of. down, like, I'm I'm a little bit more interested in that. Because for me, I just want, like, good storytelling that's, like, interesting. There is, if you want good out. Star Wars storytelling, and you actually mentioned wanting Sith-specific storytelling, um, there is a collection of cutscenes from the original uh, Knights of the Old Republic, like, promotional stuff that they did. And those, it forms this, like, almost half an hour long segment of just really extremely well animated Star Wars content. And um, you should absolutely fucking watch that YouTube video. It is so fire. It's crazy. All all those cutscenes are incredible. They should just, like, take risks and also try more. That's what what I want them to do. I want them to stop doing, like, fucking CGI robot Luke and just use the fucking actor that they use for his body. Who already looks like that. Who already looks exactly like him. It's fine. Yeah. Han Solo worked. I know that people didn't go see that, but that's because it came out the same fucking month as like two other massive yeah. franchise films. I think it was like it Deadpool also, uh, two and like in one of the Infinity War or the other one. I can't remember. I think it was. I want to say it was Ant Man or Men of Captain Marvel, something like that. Yeah, oh, I think it was Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah. But I'm that like, actually, I do like, I do think that uh, a large part of that has to do with the fact that it was right after the Last Jedi, and everyone fucking hates the Last Jedi. Yeah, they yeah. also did not market it well at all. And there was also, like, production <laughs> trouble with the whole... Everyone normal? Yeah. I have yeah, noticed that as I've gotten... As we have gotten older, it's harder and harder to find, like, prequel haters. Like, I remember in, like, 2015, everyone oh, yeah. fucking hated the prequels, like, so much. And I was like, ah, they're okay. Yeah. I like them as a kid. And then I started we all grew up again, with our like, boomer parents, shit. dude. It was all our boomer parents fucking telling us that the prequels are bad. And I just so, watched the Robin, fucking scene on Geonosis. I've, I've never had a conversation with us about my parents, but it's funny yeah, to think about them watching these fucking... movies. Like me being so excited, you know. My dad's like, when I was a kid, like Empire Strikes Back was in theaters. <laughs> my my parents don't fucking know or care they're just like they did actually apparently my parents took me to the movie theater when i was two months old they found a movie theater with like a baby room and they went to see phantom menace with my little ass my dad was probably uh, dangling me by my feet (laughs) like fucking shaking me around like look at the fucking pod racers but no, I don't think they have. I don't think my dad had even seen two or three until. Is that what made I you? Like, have, I want to watch them. Is that what made yeah. you have uh, an eating disorder? Was seeing? Yeah. Was seeing Jar Jar Binks when you were two months old? Was yeah, yeah, it? yeah. I wanted to look like him. <laughs> <laughs> wanted weird webbed hands and. Feet that's all. That's also why I stocks. intentionally tried to give myself gangrenous toes so that I would have <laughs> big stump feet like Jar Jar Binks. Let's go, yeah. dude. Let's he does go. Have massive stump feet. What a, what a crazy plot twist that I is. Don't, I never thought of him as having like fucking elephant feet until you like see it in the movie. Yeah, because I you because he just gives off like I feel like Gungans could have like should have a like, big fucking like like red or like green massive feet. You know, um, yeah. Just well, they jump out. super high. You remember the the Lego Star Wars? That's well, this I mean, bro, Jar Jar Binks fucking does that leap into the water and he fucking makes a goddamn insane-ass bird call. It's crazy. <laughs> we haven't even no, talked no, no, about no. it yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
really like we goofy. Haven't, we yeah. haven't even talked about the star of the show. The fact that people hate him <laughs> is, all, I think, on the same level as hating Ewoks. You're just like, he's not even fucking, in, I don't even, I remember hating him when I was like 12. And I it was just the general like, sentiment. It he's just, just was. Like, he's just like reminds me that I'm still alive and watching a movie. Like <laughs> he brings me back out of the. <laughs> he's there to. Sorrow, he's there to give you a pulse. He's I'm like, there. oh, well, I think if if the last Star Wars movie, if you watch Return of the Jedi, like it's a little goofy, and then all of a sudden that fucking thing is farting at Jar Jar, <laughs> yeah, and he's going P P Yusa. Yusa. No, I don't think it's what people expect. Step I think a lot of the reason, a lot of the hatred, is it's not what people expected. Which is like something that people try to bring up with the sequels, or like, oh, you know, I like the Last Jedi because it fucking you didn't didn't fit your fan theories. I'm like, no one in the world, no one <laughs> in the world, no single person in the world doesn't like it because it didn't fit their fan theories. It's because it's fucking trash. But like, I think because people expected it to have the same tone and atmosphere as the originals, that's why a lot of it was hated because like. There's nothing inherently wrong with having a Star Wars movie about fucking trade routes. Like, there's shit that it does objectively badly, but, like, it can be Star Wars and a little silly and also have to do with, like, more intricate... Like, it makes sense that there's a fucking Council of Planets and the Senate and trade routes and shit. Yeah, they got a UN, dude. Yeah, like, come on, let's not, let's not, let's not whine. Let's not whine. We can talk about the shitty things without... Quit your whinging! I do think it's the the tonal difference. I think is very funny. It is, yeah. Because George Lucas is like that's an actual issue. This movie is for kids, and then he uh, then has like that, like about like government and power and all this shit. I think it's more funny than it is like inherently awful. But if you look back at like you know the original trilogy or the sequels, it's very like cut or dry, cut and dry. Like this is what's happening. Yeah, and it's a little bit more like. We're negotiating the treaty. Well, and again, that well, I, definitely, I, I definitely did not understand what the fuck any of that was until like I was eighteen or nineteen. No, but yeah, then they I give you then they give you the slop. They, they make matter. sure to pat it with the slop, right? Where well, the like, first the first like twenty like up until the droidica. Well, I guess it, up until the Obi Wan and Qui Gon start slashing at, at battle droids, which I know that's only like 10, 15 minutes. I'm just like, you know, as a kid, I'm like, what the. fuck? Fuck are they fucking talking about? I don't even remember why they were there. <laughs> like I just know that they were. Well, I don't think I even fully understood Chancellor Valorum getting like, and then Palpatine becomes the new Chancellor. Oh, like no, no, I don't, I don't fucking know. Just gonna even remember happening. Yeah, no. What what seven year old is gonna be like? My favorite part was when when Padme <laughs> called for the vote of no confidence. <laughs> no confidence. Who's gonna do that? But, like, I, I would also argue that in, like, the, while the plot is easier to follow in many of the original trilogy points, there's also parts yeah. where you're like, what the hell is going on? You know, like, a bunch of A New Hope is just, like, Luke wandering around his silly moisture farm, and then Amperu, like, Luke, Luke, Luke. Yeah, like, but I guess I that's like a little that more shot so much though. So it's yeah. leaning in the direction of just bizarre like like absurdism instead of like the you know the opposite where it's like complicated or real life shit <laughs> that also happens in Star Wars, you know? Where it's like cuz like I think when you're like 
the milk's blue. The milk's fucking blue. They're farming moisture. <laughs> like I'm like, what? What? Tell me the more. Milk's but when they're like, <laughs> but when they're talking about the sh- the United States, except for its Naboo, I'm like, you know, she will outside the treaty. I, it's more interesting now, but as a kid, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, can we just get the Droidicus going? Yeah, because I mean, that shit is fucking crazy. If anyone can explain to me, like, the overarching plot of all three movies dealing just <laughs> with, like, the political aspects of it, I would just be like, literally no one can do that. I well, don't I, remember I a single thing to do with the trade uh, people. The, those trade cha- people. Chancellor, Chancellor Valorum sends... Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon to negotiate with the Trade Federation because they're blockade they're doing a blockade on Naboo, but the Trade Federation is actually blockading as preparation for a secret invasion. And they sent the Jedi to figure that out. Because that was the Jedi's uh, primary purpose before the war. Yeah. Was was like big diplomatic. They were diplomatic. What do they call it? Uh, like envoys. envoys. envoys they envoy. were ambassadors. They were peacekeepers. That's a big part that I like so much about Tales of the Jedi. Is that like two of the big episodes have the theme of Jedi being sent to locations in order to solve <laughs> like disputes instead of like. Sorry, the way you said that. <laughs> God. The, sent to locations. Yeah, they go. They go. They go places <laughs> to fix problems. Sent Jedi were sent to fix issues. Why? Yeah. Why are we talking? Yeah, they've, yeah. The location is implied by the word sent. Sent. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to fucking the location. <laughs> the world is burning around me. It is burning down. There is you're just, you're just a buffoon. The floor um, is lava. Anyways, guys, I got my Shabbat <laughs> cards here. Yo, reminded me of a better movie, the one with all. But the yeah, so work. like, what were you talking? Oh yeah, so like the 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 setup for I the prequels, especially Phantom Menace, is enormously complex. Yes. And then, Bro, they got a whole Yaddle episode. Yeah, they fucking have an entire Yaddle, Yaddle, Yaddle episode. I was so like, that fucking episode. So sick. That's why I watched it. Frankly, that I might have skipped it. Episode. Shit. But um, to move on, we have yet to discuss the uh, the star of the show, the the man himself, the man of the hour, and that would be Boss Nass. Boss Nass. Boss Nass. <laughs> in all of his Fucking glory. Peace. This is what he says. <laughs> the planet core. Yeah, I think Misa thinks we are being friends. Misa thinks we are being friends. <laughs> you shall come here with this and his son. <laughs> you shall be a bombad general. Oh! And Jar Jar passes out, and Boss now is like, <laughs> no, but so. I am looking up. I'm looking up who voiced him, and it's a guy named Brian Blessed. I'm not kidding. His name is Brian. That's Blessed. Awesome. I did the same research while watching it two days ago, and he has. What else is he? He in? has a ton of appearance. He's another one of like the the theater house old guard. He's in like a ton of like play films. Sorry, guys, I dropped my. And he keys. does like a million different. Like he does quite a few Shakespeare's. He does a bunch of different Shakespeare uh, plays. Uh, he's King Lear in 1999's uh, reproduction of King Lear. And he also plays Clayton in Tarzan, which I think is yeah, that's that's a that's a big one. 
Um, his like, his, like 1999 and 2000 were kind of when he like had a little bit of time in like the the big time in Tarzan. Limelight. Um. Oh. And, <laughs> gotta bleep that out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to listen through this whole one. I fucking did the noise suppression thing on Matsby's audio specifically, but all of ours. But I did did like three passes on Matsby's audio. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm not changing that at all. I'm gonna go fuck uh, to uh, remove the keyboard noise and the squeaking shit, so that I didn't have to listen through the whole episode. And now I've got a fucking. I, I said I almost said Owen's fucking real name. I fucking yeah, but that was in the first like five seconds. Okay, yeah, true. But there's there's been a couple instances. There's been a couple of fucking instances. But the reason the reason I bring up Boss Nass not only because he is like clearly the best part of the entire Star Wars, you know, like series universe is also because he is another, you know, piece of evidence towards the fact that the world building from George Lucas, like that's his best part of that. Like that's his strong suit where Mm -hmm. the Gungans have a super fleshed out like you get an idea (laughs) of like their culture and the way they are. And, and that shot of fucking Jar Jar swimming over the rock, and it's like the fucking city. whole yeah. uh, Gungan city. Oda like, Gunga? Yeah, is, that, is, that, Gunga? Is, that is? is that what it's called? I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, I'm something, something of that ilk. The, the one other thing I was going to mention is that uh, George Lucas made two weird orb cities that are situated <laughs> in water. We have we have the Gungans, Odo Gunga, apparently, and then we have Topoka yeah, City. Topoka City on the, uh, the planet Kamino. And yeah, I thought it was kind of funny that he did so it twice, hard. except for one is just stormy, angry water, <laughs> and the other is like many, many creature water. So, yeah. uh, fucking on the Star Wars wiki, I was I was uh, verifying that it's called Odo Gunga. Uh, it's in Lake Paonga, is is what I'm seeing, and cool. it says under societal information. Population, and this is just spelled out, like not a number, spelled out one million Gungans. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really million weird. Gungans. One million Gungans. Exactly. Bosnas was holding back, bro. There's like, there's like, like probably like upwards of like a thousand at most Gungans in the fight. Odo Gunga, sorry, Odo Gunga first appeared in Star Wars The Phantom Menace. According to early storyboards of the film, Odo Gunga was meant to be wiped out along with the Gungans prior to the Battle of Naboo. However, as genocide was judged to be too dark for the film, the story was adjusted. Dude, if there was a fucking boss Nass death scene, I would I Isa, I would have been sobbing. Feel no good. Bombat. I can't feel me some legs. I can't feel me some legs. Bombat stab wound. <laughs> <laughs> trapped under the bombad rebel. He's like just he's just like choking. He's just like just like I feel like you he, you stab him and he'd like pop like a water balloon. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he just looks like he's full of water. Yeah. He does. <laughs> Well, and Actually, I never. When is the fucking? When is the boss Nas cosplay gonna happen, bro? I, after the Porco Rosso oh. cosplay, bro. <laughs> I gotta do them in order. Boss yeah. Nas would be so hard. Do you know the amount of fucking prosthetics I'd have to get? Yeah, That'd be just like get a really shitty like, mask and then get yeah, the dude, no, no, no. Even just paint yourself 
do green face <laughs> and with the hat and the, and the robes like people will know uh, if someone's yeah. confused you just go and then yeah, I got, I got that part down I'm, I'm really you good slobber at it. everywhere you go. <laughs> so the fact that the CGI team animated in the spittle when he did that genius, genius. beautiful work from them. I mean genuinely though the CGI on most fronts is so great and, and yeah. I feel like when it's not it's probably an overstep from George because Fucking, he was like, yeah, and then right after you see Jar Jar Binks for the first time, he gets tackled and interacts with a real human character, <laughs> and we're shooting this on film in, in 1999. Like, <laughs> that wasn't gonna look good. No. Yeah. That tackling shot is really rough. Yeah, that, I was oh. like, oh no, it's gonna be bad. So apparently, I'm looking this up, there were actually two, there were two species of Gungan, and that's why Bosnas looks so different. The, An- oh. the Ankura Gungans were like the ruling cast and then there's the atola gungans who are the jar jars and then that's mm. the that they're they're like different it's a fucking racial hierarchy yeah it's a racial a hierarchy system <laughs> yeah wait so boss nass is like a kkk leader he's got the he's got the he's got the pointy hood hat dude bro oh, in grand wizard nass yeah that's crazy yeah it, oh, apparently God. they they come with the hooded eyes and the broad wide head and wait, then, so is boss nass is he called that because he's the boss of them or is that yeah his, his name? actual name is rugor nass he was the boss of all the Atola Gungans of Odo Gungans. Grand oh, Wizard Rugor Nass, everybody. Yeah. And of the That's Gungan, awesome. and he was on, he actually, oh, so he's not like the king, so apparently <laughs> Odo, uh, Odo Gunga is like just one of the Gungan colonies. They're like all over the planet on underwater, and there's a Gungan High Council, and the Gungan High Council uh, was the governing body of the Gungan society under the leadership of a boss. Uh, in the years prior to and following the Battle of Naboo, Ruger Nass was the head of the High Council. Did he die? Do they have something about his death? Wait, here, hold on. It's <laughs> a Matt's View episode. <laughs> Deciding that Odo Gunga was too small to house the Gungan population, Nass emigrated some of his people to the Naboo Moon. And then oh. moving Gungans out from the seas of Naboo and onto the planetoid uh, greatly improved Gungan relations with the rest of the galactic community. Uh, apparently, a bounty hunter called Dirge, under <laughs> orders of the Confederacy of Independences, so from under under the the Separatists, poisoned Oma Dune, giving them the like some like they poisoned their food and water. Uh, nearly wiping out the Gungan population on uh, Oma Dune. And then Obi-Wan Kenobi came back and, like, helped them fix it. Let's go! And then <laughs> there was a thing called the Blue Shadow Virus, where the... Uh, the That's similar to the woke mind. Boss Nass brought a Gungan <laughs> shock herder to the Naboo Council. The, the It's, like, some, like, I guess, mystical, like like, spiritual leader. And... Nass like was informed oh, of some terrible. You don't hurry it up, Nass. <laughs> <laughs> Nass no, was informed no, of some no, terrible no. incoming disease, and then he ceded his leadership. Oh. Was per- was replaced as boss by the Gungan Leone. Oh. I've lost. So he died at some point. Oh. Well, I'm trying to see if he dies. 
know. Yeah, use your fucking scroll wheel, you galoot. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, let, me, let me just read this entire Wikipedia page. Are you on, yeah. are you on Star Wars Wiki? <laughs> yeah, starwars.fandom.com, bro. Wikipedia, bro. Uh, hit him with it. Hit him with it. Uh, but that will come through in the recording, I believe. Connolly is using the Discord, <laughs> yeah, Discord the Discord soundboard to play cricket noises. Apparently, there was an attack following the fall of the the fall of the Republic, and they went somewhere called the Ultra Gungan Bunker. <laughs> That's fire! They went to the Ultra Gungan Bunker, bro. It's the one Gungan word. Bunker. Shout out George. Oh, Lucas one word. The, yeah, Ultra Gungan is one word, and then Bunker is another. So it's the Ultra Gungan. <laughs> the Ultra Gungan Bunker where we hunker down. Dude, that's insane, bro. Yeah, they, apparently he doesn't have a canonical death. He, well, he I'm glad we waited that long true. for you to read okay, that fucking he's bullshit. He lives among Ahsoka, the stars. Ahsoka episode 5. He's going to show up. Yeah, that would be fucking up. awesome. He looks like I would cool. actually like, be so down. They just like cut him out of Phantom Menace and put him in a soda. <laughs> just, put him. just like add a, like five layers of gray filter to him. He'll fit in. <laughs> I guess he's in one episode of, of Clone Wars, which I don't recall. Is oh, he really? Okay. I think Season I, 4, episode 2. Yeah, is that, isn't that called like... Isn't that like the monster? Like the something monster? A Gungan attack, oh, but okay. you were close. All right. There's like, there's one that's like, I think if, I'm thinking of thinking of Zillow Beast. Never mind. The Gungan attack. Yeah, I know that they do like a Gungan episode. I'm pretty sure I've seen that before. I found like the oh, internet yeah. guide. I was just blindly watching them. Big mistake. I'm gonna rewatch Clone Wars at some point soon. I'll be down to hop in. Do it. I, yeah. Right now, I'm listening to the audiobook of Han Solo at Star's End, which is the uh, second ever <laughs> Star Wars Legends book. And then Leia went down on me. I can't. No, it's a prequel. Prequel. Prequel to New Hope. It's oh, beforehand. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. It's like the movie. And that, yes, and it's that, almost like the movie we're supposed to be discussing and have discussed for like. He's on Corellia in the book, probably maybe. And then nope. Amelia Clark gave me top. <laughs> they go to Corellia. In it's the not that Ashoka early. Show. It's not that early. He he's just flying around, and he's so far he's flown around and gotten in trouble with some guys. They go to Corellia in the Ahsoka show. All right, who doesn't go to Corellia anymore? Come on, <laughs> that's where the fucking shipyards I'm are. Bored of Star Wars. Do something Everyone's else. Fucking bored of Star Wars. So yeah. So anyway. We didn't. We didn't. I gotta read Thrawn. It's on my, then, it's on my shelf right so, there. So, so Tatooine happens, and the pod races are really cool. Everyone knows about. Yeah, the we're pod forty-five races. minutes into the movie, and an hour and thirty minutes into the podcast. <laughs> the pod races are awesome. They look really good. All the yeah, the I mean, that's are fantastic. That's like a given yeah. highlight of this movie yeah, for sure. The beginning is solid, the and then I fall asleep, and then that wakes me back up. Yeah, and then I fall asleep again. I thought that shit sounded awesome when I was eight. I'm I'm glad I've no, been, been vindicated. Yeah, and that the, shit is so hard. the Lego Star Wars level with pod racing is tight. It's yeah, tight. it's tight. I remember right. doing that over the, and over and over again because I was terrible. Up on the service ramp like like he does in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And if you have the, and you can use the uh, in free play. You can use the Millennium Falcon on that. Yeah, <laughs> it's so uh, funny. Which makes no fucking and you can use too. the you can use the bomb like perk that you like the bomb oh, yeah. cheated in thing, and you can like kill the the starships in front the, the pod yeah. Well, yeah, I think that movie would be a lot better if you could kill Sebulba with the back of a hammer. Yeah, <laughs> I wish they did. So I said oh, no. movie. I meant game. I meant Sub- game. Uh, 
And Anakin, by the way, was just—he was throwing around, no. around slurs left he, and he, right. He slides no, safely onto the ground. And he is alive. He goes, and then he goes, poodoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, and then obviously, get the they loot. depart. I mean, it gets real, real Jake Lloydy when he gets up on the, the little craft on Naboo, and he's like, "I'm going to hit you guys with a hot take. I'm going to hit you guys with a hot take." He's not that bad in no. this fucking movie. He's a nine-year-old. He's playing a nine-year-old. Kellen, yeah. play- Kellen, you tell Kellen. me you haven't seen a fucking. I guess Matthew, maybe like the nine-year-olds are asleep when you get to him, but like usually that's how nine-year-olds. You can't. You can't be this critical. Work. You can't be this, this non-critical of Jake Lloyd without also being critical, while also being critical of the uh, actor for Tony Stark's daughter. You can't do that. Okay, it's against the rules. Shut up. The, you can't. No, it's a valid point. It's a valid point. She's a valid point. She's completely ineffective. Dude, Kellen hates her. Kellen despises her. Really, Matthew. Whenever I share like an opinion, I'm like, she doesn't do a good job. You're like, Kellen wants her dead. <laughs> yeah, Kellen wants her <laughs> put her, in the ground. Kellen wants her to fucking. <laughs> Kellen wants her to ripped limb from do limb by horses. I remember you specifically no, saying she does a bad no, you job. Said, you said you want her tarred and feathered and then drawn and quartered. <laughs> this little child. You said that with your mouth. You slimy, malicious fuck. Said I, Kellen want to take a gun. <laughs> I want to take a big ray gun and I want to put it in her mouth and I want to paint her fucking brain against the wall. You said that I think, about a five-year-old. I think Jake Lloyd has a bigger part in this movie, but he does an objectively better job than her in Endgame. I don't even remember her in the movie. Outside of the... She I, said I, she well, likes cheeseburgers. She's kind of just there. She likes she's cheeseburgers. Like two I, yeah, she, I like Endgame. Like, it's a good movie. I just, I'm like, oh, she fucking sucks. Yeah. And then Matthew's like, oh my god, this guy. Obviously, there's this good child. You hate her. Child. You hate her. You want to kill her. You do. I think Jade Lo- Jake Lloyd is doing a bad job, but I also think a majority of the cast is doing a bad job because they're not <laughs> yeah, Natalie being Portman out is by horrific. the direction of yeah. the writing. That's why. Natalie like, Portman is so bad. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah. relentlessly mediocre at all stages. Hayden Christensen is not a good actor and never has been. <laughs> they even make fucking, you know, um, you McGregor just like bland in this movie specifically. I mean, actually in the whole thing, we can say that. Fair. I, some good act. Yeah, I said this earlier, but like some actors can rise above it and some can't. And you just need to have that anyway. The like, chops. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't really, I don't blame him. I'm not going to send him a bomb in his fucking car or <laughs> I'm not, not going to put a bomb in his car or send a bomb in the mail, you know? I don't mm. care enough about that. Send him a bomb in his car. <laughs> so, so, so we go Jake Lloyd's car on the envelope. <laughs> no, man's like, I'm, put, I'm putting, putting a bomb in that thing. So they hook it up so that when top. he starts the engine, the bomb goes off. And mailman's like, oh, well, you know, <laughs> slapping the top the of Jake Lloyd's <laughs> car. I put so many bombs in this motherfucker. You won't believe it. You but believe so bombs like a they fit they fit he wins the pod race and they get the money and Watto is stereotypically Jewish and then <laughs> they go <laughs> up to they go to Coruscant and they have the vote of no confidence uh, we can say that part Holy yeah shit. that that is whatever they do you know politics this and is then, incredible and then <laughs> Chancellor Palpatine becomes <laughs> Chancellor Palpatine and then they go back to Naboo 
and they set up for the invasion and the Gungans start the invasion, which is cool. Like when they come out of like the, the woodwork with the fog, that part is fucking sick. Yeah, that's like, like the really, weaponry. Really good. The weaponry for the Gungans and like the big shield that's on top of like the gigantic dinosaur thing is just like more awesome world building from the Star Wars people. And then we get to the pinnacle of the movie, the peak cinema of the uh, prequel trilogy, which is the duel of the fates between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn versus Mace Windu, which is just such a fucking masterpiece. I know this versus Darth Maul. <laughs> Excuse me, my, I know my there's Ma- mixing songs. up the alien character with the only black character. They both yeah. start yeah. with M. Should we break that oh down a little? A little fishy. <laughs> Aren't they all aliens? Just a little suspicious, Metsbu. Are we just calling all the non-humanoid? Just a little suspicious, Mets. Aren't they all aliens? Where's that NAACP card now? I guess they're all aliens. <laughs> Deep down, we're all aliens. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, my my take is that I think dueling Duel the Fates is the best Star Wars song. Nothing even comes close. I don't care about the fucking title track. I don't care about <laughs> any of this Darth Vader shit. That song is <laughs> fucking so hype. Hard disagree. I think Hard right. disagree. That is the on. Music, I, that's the music on, from, on par with the Lord of the Rings. The boom boom. <laughs> like the the mine, the mine of Moria. I think. Oh yeah, but you, you, you I think <laughs> my uh, my I I would disagree, and I would place my favorite Star Wars music as uh, the scene. Oh, going to say Clone Wars. Nope. From when Yoda oh. lifts the X-wing out of the swamp. Oh, that's that hard. music that's is so good, dude. That's and valid. so, like that, um, I would, I'd say they're probably equal. They're both just so good. But the choreo that they have between uh, Ray Parker or Ray Park, excuse me, and um, Ewan McGregor and Liam Neeson is just absurd. It's like ridiculous dude, how good it is. So it's good, so crazy. Well, especially after Qui Gon gets stabbed and Obi Wan is going nuts. There's that yeah, one fucking like, move. Yeah. Well, and he, he even like, like <laughs> you can see you can see his demeanor yeah, change when he's in the little laser cage right before it opens. You can see him like hyping himself up. He's like getting yeah, that's getting awesome. athletically ready, and that, that it's so cool. I've always really loved how they they had them like separated like with that wall. It's such very a cool good. plot device. It's very so good. sick. Very good. And just like yeah, I don't know the 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 whole like setting in that weird like engineering ass like power area room with all like the platforms around everywhere, and then they go in yeah. like the final little dual area with all the laser walls and just like Hard. the music's fantastic. The choreo's fantastic. The like death itself is fantastic, um, and Ray Park does. He's like he's so 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 good at his job, yeah. and um, I don't know if you knew, but in the uh, <laughs> in the in the Clone Wars finale, the Ahsoka and Maul fight, yeah, it's actually Corio, and the guy who did Maul was Ray Park. They brought him back. It's, it's motion capture. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse yeah. me. It's mocap. That shit is sick. It's very cool. But yeah. um, yeah, that whole that whole scene is outstanding. It's like Ray Park's I, just face is so iconic as Darth Maul that when I see him played by a different actor like Solo, <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck is that it, guy? No, it's, it, it's him and Solo. <laughs> yeah, what? it's him. It's just a different voice. Yeah, it's him and Solo. Yeah, 
I, yeah. Isn't he full CG in Solo? No, I don't think so. I, I, think it's I also thought it was Ray Park. You know, I thought it was the guy from the Big Lebowski, to tell you the truth. Me and Madsby's reaction in the theater when Darth Maul popped up, I, have, I, have, I don't know if I've felt that Not feeling since. <laughs> Before the, or yeah. since. No, it was Ray like Park. That was Ray Park. It was Ray Park. Okay. Yeah. Wow. You're just dumb. Yeah, I, I saw Bitch. his face. Maybe it was, he, I don't know. He looked He looked very different. But it's like, he he's just like so iconic as, as that character. Obviously, yeah. like Sam Whitmer's portrayal awesome. of him is very good too. Like, don't get me wrong. Sam Whitmer, Sam Sam Whitmer is unbelievable. Him. He's unbeatable as a voice actor. It's impossible to beat him. They need to, they need to canonize Starkiller right now. Dude, if they did, he's <laughs> I so don't care. OP. He's so I don't OP. care. They got Supermans, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, they got Captain Marvel, so. Yeah, I, guess. I think you can do, do whatever you want. Dude, we gotta do a Zack Snyder's Justice League. Episode. I think I would rather fucking blow my head off. Actually, <laughs> as long as we can match the length of that movie with the length of the podcast, it is better than at least three movies that we are doing for this series. That is true. Uh, Potentially, I disagree. Potentially four. I disagree. Which which it's one of the prequels? Which one of the prequels? I there's nothing that you could possibly tell me which makes me think that it's better than. Better, better than Rise, like, Force Awakens. I don't know. You would put Solo. Be- wait, it's so you would put Solo Force- below? Shut, the I'm fucking. Thing. It was a side comment. Oh, okay. Solo. Uh, Solo's uh, fun. Solo's a fun little that, space. I didn't adventure. find Zack Snyder's Justice League that that bad. Zack Snyder's Justice League isn't bad. It's just like exceedingly mid. Like it's. It's just good enough to keep your attention and no higher. Like it's. <laughs> yeah. You're just like. I, yeah, I'm watching this, and then it ends, and you're like, oh. cool. There goes Matthew's video. Yeah, I fucking Comedy so bears today. What happened? I don't know. Oh, I think like, my fucking camera overheated. I didn't even know it could do that. All that sweat and fucking... All that... All that hot Matsby breath. Yeah, it's just you're all, just all, melting all, your camera. All the carbs in the air, just <laughs> breathing raw butter. <laughs> raw <laughs> butter just raw butter. Butter. <laughs> clogging the vents. He lives in like Wait, City, but it's just We can't hear you. I don't think. Really? Oh. Oh no, no, we no, can't no, hear. no I can't. Oh, can. Sorry. Dumbass. Looks, I, mean, yeah. stupid, I think yeah, this, my my audacity is also carrying through. Yeah. yeah this, all right. Cool. The the ending of this movie is really good, which I think. Yeah. Helps carry the movie a lot to a solid finish because the second act is just dreadful. Um, peace, peace, peace. I really don't find Tatooine hits that much of a lag. Like I, I see where you're coming from, but it kind of like it kind of does its shit. Like they set it up, they set up the pod race, and they're like Anakin's special, and then they go to the pod race. And yeah, and no, then it they doesn't do the trade, and it's over. Like, I don't think quick. it oversays its welcome or anything, but I'm just like. Bored. I don't know. There's did this for me. The 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 pacing does not keep up. But I, 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 yeah, there's. I mean, I have a lot of problems with this movie, and it, the the me being bored is maybe not that important because I was bored during episode sixty, which I would consider a much better movie than this one. But I don't know. Mid. It's TikTok ruining these kids' attention spans. Yeah, and if they had like a Simpsons overlay, and fucking Subway <laughs> Surfer, I'd be like, I'd be clapping my warning. fucking meaty hands. Yeah, they need Family Guy clips. When Jake Lloyd's like, Jedi can't die. You can't kill a Jedi. I wish that were true. You're a, you're a funny little boy. 
Which again, weird, creep, creepo, weird. Hey, she didn't lady. have feelings for him yet, and it's not technically grooming because she's also underage. <laughs> okay, I actually don't know <laughs> if that's how that works. Yeah, I don't think uh, that's how that works. Check, what's check the, what's the time skip in between this one and the second one? Does anyone know? Ah, oh, fuck. It's like I think it's ten, yeah, it's ten years, ten or twelve yeah. or something. Palpatine's a slow mover, bro. <laughs> well, He's bro, like, he not, bro. He's got he's got his shit planned out, you know. He's patient. He's in his bag. He'd be like posting on his Instagram story like pictures of a bunch of, you know, like Republic credits, and then like moving in silence with a bunch of yeah. emojis. We in the place you can't pronounce the capital city. <laughs> <laughs> like he'd post like some really like weird like he'd post like some exquisite looking blue milk, and somebody would be like, "Where'd you get that?" It'd be like, it's so weird that you're asking that, bro. It's like so strange. <laughs> Why are you? It's like, you know, this is like a really special place for me. This is like, this is where I get my, I lose my number, bro. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> At underscore guapatine on Instagram. <laughs> and he just tweets like Yo. hella snakes in the grass. <laughs> yeah. Like after, 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 when, after, after Maul dies. He just has like the 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 prayers emoji like five <laughs> times. <laughs> like, lost a real yeah. One we broke there. up. He broke. I'm up. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so now that it's all fresh in our heads, by the way, I'm curious as to your guys's opinion on the Clone Wars retcon of his death. Like, do you think? I mean, I think. It's, do you think it's fine? I think it's fine because they justified it with some of the best Star Wars storytelling. Yeah. On its own, it's kind of stupid. But yeah. like, with all of the content that has come because of it, is totally justifies them doing yeah. it. It is a dumb, kind of bad writing decision that is justified by all of the fantastic shit that it Yeah, if the execution's good, you can get away with yeah. it, but it's usually bad. Yeah. Like with well, Chewbacca and I, I just felt like they wasted his character. You know, like yeah. him just well, dying is stupid because he's so cool. You know, he's like the first. By the way, imagine being a moviegoer seeing the first time that a double bladed lightsaber was ever like just seeing <laughs> yeah. that and being like, "You can do yeah. that." It's fucking hard. And just like, I wonder if they put that in the trailer. Yeah, I, I do wonder. Thing. Yeah, because trailers were not as egregiously like spoilery part of the movie experience as yeah. As they are now, back then. So like I don't two know. and a half minutes. You can flick them up on YouTube. Once again, I will say the best part of The Force Awakens is the trailer. The trailer for Force Obviously, Awakens yeah. is, like, unbelievable. It is so good. It's so I remember good, yeah. watching that live. Like, we watched the new trailer as it came Dude, out. Yeah. Right? yeah. When we were in the, yeah. in the band room at our old high school. And, <laughs> yeah. like, at Crazy. the very end, he's like, Chewie, we're home. And we all, like, like, they're, like a bomb might as well have gone off. In that in that <laughs> yeah. in that room, it was insane, and just like them reusing the 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 theme and like all the shots of Captain Phasma, whatever the na- hell, and yeah. like the the stormtroopers turning around and all that nonsense was like so cool. And then they just had to poop on us. They had to poop on our heads. They just She's had in to Game take of Thrones. It. Yeah, she is in Game of Thrones. That's true. She's- She's a very significantly good character. better yeah, for the character, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so then, you know, Maul is defeated, and they burn Qui-Gon, and Obi-Wan's like, I will train you. And then we get, you know, the most 
like the the pinnacle of cinema of the, yeah. the parade. Which, fun fact, John Williams wrote that score to be similar to um, the Emperor's theme. The, if you oh, if yeah. you slow I, it I down a fuck ton and fuck with the key a little bit, it sounds almost identical to the Emperor's theme, which is absolutely insane. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super, super. Well, I want to know what the orb was. What is the orb? Do we know? I'm going to look it up. What is the orb? sign of friendship. What is the orb in... Is that real? That's some George Lucas shit. It is called the Globe of Peace. <laughs> put that shit in the script, George. God has left. Gonna put pants on you. Oh fucking no! Got the Hank Hill ass. Oh no! Get it off my screen. Oh my god! Get it off my screen. Put that, that fucking cock away, dude. Jesus Christ! Put that fucking off dick screen. away, bro. Put your, your fucking cock away. Out. Sorry, it's called the. Globe of peace. Called the globe of peace. It was a relic of the <laughs> Naboo people. It resembled Count a small the globe sphere of despair in his pants, which glowed with an iridescent light. <laughs> the globe of despair. Uh, a perfectly spherical. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll get that too. Yeah, they call me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. They call me circle penis. <laughs> they call me Newton's Newton's cradle. <laughs> You know the thing that the, yeah the, the galaxy miss, is a, on Orion's belt, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's just the globe of peace. I'm trying to look up anything else about it, but it's just you know it's a globe of peace. Yeah, it must just be like a Nabooian thing, you know, Nabooian, Nabooian, a Nabooian thing. Okay, so we're we're we are gently kissing uh <laughs> a minute hours. fifty right well, now. Yeah. And keep in mind it's gonna be a minute like forty five because I leave for a second. Yeah. yeah. Still <laughs> a minute forty five. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so overall, solid movie. Nope. Thought it was thought it was pretty decent. <laughs> thought it was really <laughs> mediocre, not very good. <laughs> Did your opinion change, Owen? Where would you have rated it before this? I yeah, I, I, I think it actually it went up. I don't it's have gone. my yeah. original letterbox review right. of it, but I'm pretty it's sure it was like a, a four. So I think I think, I think the four. experience of watching with you guys and we're all just kind of joking along, I think is good. But I yeah, I don't think this movie is good. I think it's like deeply flawed. But there's some aspects of yeah, it I, I like where I think outside of we get you know again we'll talk about this next time, but. Outside of Camino and a couple other things, I fucking hate episode two. Or I don't hate this one. I just like. I'm in the same. I don't. Same oh, you are? Oh, yeah. Episode, episode yeah, two I mean, fucking I, terrible. I haven't seen episode two in a long time. Yeah. I won't even be on the next episode. But. Uh... Episode two sucks. But episode three, <laughs> maybe the least. Wa- maybe the. Sorry. Maybe the most watchable. So I'm looking forward love, to that. I love episode I'm three. I'm looking God. forward to episode three. Why? That's like. That's like my yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. Favorite Star Wars movie. Really? Mm-hmm. Is it five, four, three? Yeah, five, four, three. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah! I don't even know what my third would be. Rogue One. <laughs> For me, it'd be <laughs> Empire Strikes Back, and then Rogue One, and then 
I don't know what else. I'd You're a fucking moron. You are a slave <laughs> to the third act syndrome. Rogue One is so good, bro. <laughs> when we have our episode about that, oh my goodness gracious. It's gonna be the Matt's View show. Or just said, oh my goodness oh gracious. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> what if what you want me to say? What do you want me to say? Holy fuck, you fucking libtard. Holy fuck, you fucking libtard. Put me on the Put me on the Zack Snyder Justice League episode. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you there. Yeah, <laughs> I'll talk. <laughs> Looking forward I'll talk to, to Can you? I'll, I'll talk about Superman. Can too. you audio hit the gritty? Honestly, right we could just do a general. Can I can you hit the gritty, but in audio form, please? Right foot creep. Right foot creep. Can you get copyright strict for that? I don't think it's long no. enough. No way. There's like a, a, I forgot there's like a certain copyright there. Because you're singing, I, mean, it's I think you're like, you're good. That's going to be clipping on the, on the, uh, on the I think <laughs> I mean, they put the John Williams thing at the end of every fucking yeah, ever star my Speaking of which, cue episode. that, cue the ending music. We're ending the episode. All right. Good night, all y'all. It's boss ass hour. It's peace time hour. Remember to follow yeah, us. Yeah, Use our yeah, Fortnite like, subscribe. Yeah, yeah, Use our creator code. Subscribe to yeah, us. Yeah, Kellen yeah, on is, YouTube. Is bad. At peace. And yeah, I'm, I'm stopping recording right now. Bye. And Bye. on Torah, on Torah, on Torah mingle the Jewish dating yeah, site. Yeah, Thank put God. It, follow us on follow us on uh, B Torah the. Uh, the Be Real Jewish version. Follow us on NiceJewish.com. Bye. Bye.